Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado, featuring LMU alumni, Mason Glinsky. Mason, welcome, buddy. What's up? Hey, Dylan. Thanks for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad, you know, we were able to get you on here and just tell them, you know, have everybody get to know the man, the myth, the legend, Mason Glinsky. I mean, come on. So we'll get straight into the questions here. Where are you from? How'd you get into the game of golf? Um, I'm from Oxnard, California. Shout out Oxnard. And I got into golf through my dad. My dad, uh, he didn't pick up golf till he was about 18 years old, but he picked it up quick. He walked on to his junior college team, played for two years. They won a state championship when he was at Ventura College. Nice. And then he actually walked on at San Diego State and um, made it onto their team through like a walk-on tournament. He won, uh-huh. the, won the tournament. And then after that, um, I think he played two two years at San Diego State, and then after that has just been resting. Yeah, I mean he's my dad works, but he uh, yeah he just he lives, breathes, sleeps gambling golf with all his buddies. <laughs> so you know, I grew up. He brought me up wrong, as he likes to say. So I know. Uh, I see. So yeah, the games are all the the, the games are constant around us. So oh yeah, I'm fun. sure. I'm sure anytime you and him get, you know, get together and play, I'm sure it's so competitive. Oh yeah. And there's action, you know, we get action between, I used to play them for, for foot rubbies when I was younger, before I had any foot money. Rubbies. Foot rubbies. Yeah. Foot rubbies. Let's yeah. talk about foot rubbies. What, 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 what a foot rubbies. Oh man. Well, it's like we play, uh, instead of playing like, you know, 10, 10, 10, Nassau, uh-huh. whatever we'd play oh, yeah. uh, for like 10 bucks would be like an hour of foot rubs. So, you know. <laughs> At the end of a month, I'd owe him like, you know, 12, 12 days worth of foot rubs. So oh, goodness, man. My dad's a good player. He's still a good player. So. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, you know, yeah, my dad kind of introduced me to golf, but I actually played baseball uh, at, a, at a pretty high level up until I was like 12 or 13 years old. And that's when I really get started diving into golf and getting lessons and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of, I played baseball as well. And, you know, at there's some point where you make a decision where you want to play baseball or golf. And yeah, that's, I mean, we both chose golf and stuff. Um, talk about your high school days. Where'd you go to high school? And I mean, what kind of scores were you shooting since yeah. you got kind of late into golf? Kind of talk about that a little bit. High school was super fun, but um, I mean, leading into high school, I was playing, you know, like junior golf tournaments, just local and stuff, but yeah. I was, I was having a lot of success. Um, but I went to Oxnard high school. We were not known for our golf program. I came in as a freshman. I think we had a senior on the team, um, who was a pretty solid player. So I played like one or two as a freshman, but, um, I I think I was all, all league, all four years. Of course. Yeah. My freshman year, my freshman year, I, I mean, I played okay. I was young. I think I was like, I can't even remember that. Long ago. I was like 14 years old, but I think I, I shot a couple of pretty good rounds, but, yeah. um, you know, throughout high school and like leading into like junior and senior year, kind of after the recruiting process and mm-hmm. 
um, once you're already committed into college, you know, high school golf kind of changes. The kids know who you are and, right. and stuff like that. So, but I mean, I, I had a really, really great time. And in high school, I also played soccer. So oh, you did. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I played all soccer right. all the way up until my junior year. And then my senior year after I'd signed, I did not play, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, man, I grew up playing soccer and baseball and golf and I love, I love sports. I still love sports. Um, just an athlete, absolute athlete. Yeah, trying, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so while you're in high school, you played all these other sports and everything. You said, you know, you were talking about the recruiting process a little bit. Kind of talk about how'd you go about that? How'd you get exposure for yourself? I mean, did you do it strictly through tournaments or did you use an right. agency or kind of how'd you go about that? It's funny. So I didn't really have any exposure through like my freshman year. And then sophomore year of high school, I was playing, you know, junior golf. And I played junior golf with guys like Matt Wolf, Spencer Seussman, Sean oh, yeah. Crocker. You know, guys are all really good. So, I, you know, we were we were playing at a pretty high level when we were pretty young. Like, yeah, I think when I was uh, either a junior or a sophomore in high school, because Matt's two years younger than me. And mm-hmm. um, he set like a scoring record for our junior uh junior golf tour for the vcjga he shot something bananas i think he shot like 17 under for two rounds Jeez. or something crazy uh, um the recruiting process was it was kind of non-existent until summer going into going into junior year and that's when i qualified for Ju- u.s junior amateur yeah I, I qualified for junior world um i still think that's one of my like <laughs> Not one of my best tournaments, but like that was like a to qualify for the junior am in the field. Oh yeah, that's a big. Right. That's a big. That's a big tournament to qualify as a junior. Yeah, and the, it was like a tournament I've still really never played in before. You know, it was two rounds, thirty six holes in one day. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of blowing in the afternoon. I shot twelve under. Let's go. Sean Crocker shot twelve under. There was a three way playoff at eleven under with Sahith Gala. Oh yeah. Um, and a couple other guys like the field, the field was stacked. So mm-hmm. to, get, to get through that one, that got me my, um, my sponsors, not my sponsorship, but like, that's when TaylorMade came to me and started giving me clubs and stuff. And that's when I kind of first started getting looked at. And I think it all started with like, you know, you get a letter from a mm-hmm. school or something like that. Yeah. But I remember, um, I qualified for junior world as well the same summer and I can't remember the order it went. I think it went junior world. And then I flew home and it was like straight to San Diego for junior or straight from the AM straight to junior world, or it, mm-hmm. it might've been straight from junior world to the, to the U S junior. Mm-hmm. But, um, I remember at the U S at, sorry, at junior world, I shot like 32 on my opening nine. I shot 68 first round. And then nice. <clears throat> the start of the second round, I literally had like 15 coaches following me. It was my first time ever being exposed to coaches. And I was, uh-huh. I was a little freaked out. I think I shot like 75 or 76 <laughs> the second round. So yeah, I kind of mellowed, mellowed out a little bit, but yeah, that's so a nerve wracking moment. Oh Yeah. It's, it's it's different you know when you're playing for you know your expectations kind of change and everybody wants mason glinsky you know i mean that's it all the coaches wanted him <laughs> yeah i was getting i was getting letters from 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 some cool places 
Yeah. Talk about those places. Yeah. I mean, did you have it narrowed down to kind of any specific schools or what schools did you have? I think so. I think so. Um, Before I committed to LMU, I definitely was talking to San Diego State. Mm -hmm. And I believe I was talking to Arizona, Arizona a little bit. I don't know how like deep and detailed. I, I didn't, I don't think I received any like formal offers from any of these schools. LMU was the first um, school to like formally offer me. And it was um, a previous coach, Brad Lanning, who's up. He's the assistant at university of Oregon. Got it. And he was, he was the assistant at university of Oregon. And then he got the head gig at LMU. Got it. Recruited me there. And then unfortunately, by the time I graduated high school and got to LMU, he, um, I think he took a year break from coaching mm-hmm. uh, from LMU. His <clears throat> he needed a break, and then um, he's back at Oregon now. So, oh, I see. But yeah, man, that's how it worked. I got a I got an offer, and it was uh, a lot of money, and and the yeah. money helped. And, yeah. And oh yeah. Family for sure. So. Yeah. Awesome. And I mean, it, I mean, it seemed like a great fit for you and stuff and kind of talk about your years at LMU and stuff, you know, oh, go kind of, kind of go year by year, how to oh, go man. talk about the guys on the team and uh, your guys's performance, not only team performance, but individually, how did you feel like you progressed sure. through your years there? Well, LMU, I cannot speak highly enough about LMU. I had so much fun, so much fun at LMU. Um, I learned a lot. You know, I, I got to play for a great coach. I got to play for Jason Diamore, mm-hmm. um, who's recently had a ton of success at LMU just yeah. coming off his second win. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got a couple guys on the team, got one of my best friends, Gavin Cohen, going crazy right now. Yeah, so. He's rolling, man. He's rolling. Oh, he's rolling. Kid's a baller. Kid's definitely big time for sure. There you go. Um, but my years at LMU were great. I got recruited um, and in my class uh, – like when I was a freshman, the other freshman's mm-hmm. name was Justin Nagelski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's from my area as well. So him and I knew each other from junior golf. So awesome. him and I kind of went in together. We lived together. So him and I had a great time together. We, you know, so, sometimes I feel like for freshmen, it's kind of weird. There's this whole like changing of, um, you know, environments and yeah. Oh, you yeah. kind of get wigged. But, you know, I went from being with my friends in high school and then boom, I'm taking some of my friends to college. And then, yeah, it made yeah. the transition a lot easier a going lot from easier. high school to college. I mean, that's one thing that I've, I've talked to with guests on the show is that they talk about the big transition from high school to college, you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. nice that you were able to have your buddy kind of all going with you along the, along the way. I'm sure it was still a hard transition, but it kind of made it a little easier going with him. Would you say? Sure. Totally. And Justin's a really, really smart kid too. So he kind of helped keep me, you know, doing, doing the right things because, uh, <laughs> you know, college gets, college is fun, man. Especially yeah. if you're a freshman, you know, cause I've lived at home with my, obviously with my parents all through high school and mm-hmm. in my younger years. And, you know, my parents are, you know, they're, they're, they're driven to, you know, make, try to make me that they've always tried to make me, you know, focus my hardest and, and, yeah. and, and be my best all the time. So, yeah. And, you know, if I was being an idiot, I would get disciplined, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's, there's no one to discipline you in college, really, unless yeah. you do something really bad, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I think I did a pretty good job of, you know, staying focused. I was always, I was always ready to go. Mm-hmm. So good, good. Awesome. Yeah. 
kind of kind of talk about dive into the golf a little bit you know what how are you playing mm. your freshman year how did you feel you know yet you from year to year how did your game progress and stuff sure so my my freshman year my very first event I'll always remember this our first uh-huh. event yeah was at Olympic Club it was Ooh, USF's event let's go nice and my my opening 18 of college golf I shot 68 Whew. um so I was like damn like let's this go is, <laughs> this is what college golf's about. Let's go. I'm, I'm yeah. ready. I'm pumped up. And I ended up, I think I took 10th or 11th place in the tournament. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you know, kind of, I kind of kept it rolling. I played fairly solid my freshman year. I didn't get, you know, I didn't win freshman of the year for the conference or anything like that. And mm-hmm. unfortunately our team wasn't high enough ranked to make it to the, to the postseason. Right. Um, my freshman year but uh that team my freshman year was a total blast like they were all really good guys I learned so much not just about golf but about being a good person yeah about 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 even like stepping into being a a new and better person Mm -hmm. so one of the guys he was uh my captain freshman and sophomore year his name's Nick Jan Mm -hmm. Nick is from Chicago. Wow. He, uh, he went to Ohio state, I think his first semester. And then he ended up transferring to LMU where he played the rest of his career. Got it. And, um, him and I butt heads pretty hard my freshman year. Like, Oh really? Didn't really see eye to eye. I was kind of set, like set in my ways. I kind of like to do my own thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, he had already been around the block a few times in terms of, you know, having, yeah. having a team under him and the, you know, what it takes to have a successful team and everyone's got to be, mm-hmm. you know, working towards the same goal. Yeah. So he, he was kind of driving me and driving me. And, you know, honestly, I don't really think I would say we were friends until mm-hmm. like maybe midway through my sophomore year. Oh, wow. Okay. And then my senior year, the tables had turned so much that we were living together. You know, oh, having, wow. <laughs> having a great time. So Where yeah, after he had graduated, he was, he picked up a job in LA mm-hmm. and um, needed, you know, wanted to live and LA is mad expensive. So it's obviously helpful to live with other guys. Mm-hmm. So he, so him and my other best friend, Ryan, who played tennis at LMU, we all lived together and it was just a freaking ball, but sorry, I'll go back to. No, um, you're good. You're good. Throughout the years. I know. I yeah. like to. No, go off on all the tangents. I'm babbling. I'm, I'm, I'm on a tangent tear. Dude, sure. keep, keep it going, man. Keep it going. So, for yeah, sure. I mean, your freshman year and stuff, you were playing solid. Sophomore year, junior, senior year. Can I talk about those years? Yeah. So, well, I think in between my freshman and sophomore year that summer, um, I, I won a couple tournaments. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I definitely had the ball rolling uh, leading into the beginning of sophomore year. And we had – three guys come in my sophomore year mm-hmm. uh, we had Cameron Meeks yeah Matt, Matt Karunge and Sam Sue who are all freaking great guys Cameron's still tearing it up um Sam didn't come back this year he's up in uh Canada he took the year leave because of COVID mm-hmm. yeah COVID um and you know Matt Matt was a pivotal part of our team too for a couple of years I don't I don't think he's he's playing anymore but um when those guys came in our team our roster went from six guys to you know nine guys we didn't lose anyone Mm -hmm. so 
it, it, it got a lot more competitive for sure. And that's kind of when I got my first taste of, uh, you know, needing to stay sharp. I think I missed mm-hmm. one or two events in the fall, but then I, I got it back together and, you know, put a couple good events together for sure. Um, that year, I think we took second twice. Um, we had a couple of really good performances. We never, my team at LMU, we never won while I was there. Oh, really? Yeah, we never won a team event while I was at LMU. So, which was which was totally a bummer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we had a couple opportunities where we were really close, and uh, you know, we had a couple, we had some guys on our team that were that were really solid. So, yeah, which always always helps. And our team, the team chemistry was was great. Honestly, every every year I was there, and I'm thankful for that. Um, the guys, the guys were really cool. Yeah. And it's nice to have that team chemistry, you know, because you're spending so much time together with the guys on the team, you're practicing, you're playing. And from what it sounds like, you know, obviously you guys were outside of golf being together and stuff like that. I mean, being, being together all that time and getting along so well, it's just, it'll, it'll, you'll never forget those years you had at LMU, you know what I mean? So, and um, I think that's great. And I remember watching your results and stuff, kind of watching you through LMU. And I was like, man, dude, this Mason Glinsky guy, he seems like a super cool dude and everything. And <laughs> um, it's funny because uh, mm-hmm. you know, Griffin Pace on my Soma State team, no shout out Griffin Pace. And, shout out Griffin, uh, that's my boy. I love that kid. <laughs> and uh, I remember when he came onto our team and I was like, yeah, you know, and he just talking about, talking about Mason Glinsky. I'm like, dude, no way. Like, you know him and stuff. And so it's so funny. And Yeah, um, I think I think Griffin and I, we played – I believe that was right after my sophomore year. Oh, okay. I think we played in the Sizzler together. We played in the Sizzler yeah. Amateur at True North, and it was like 120 degrees. <laughs> oh. We were we 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 didn't get paired together the first two days, but I think we both played like pretty mediocre to get paired together the third round. Uh-huh. So we were kind of just out there, not really bombed, but we were you know we were still grinding, but we were you know we were we were looser, you know we yeah. were having fun. Yeah. But uh, we really hit it off. Griff and I, you know, we still talk quite a bit. So yeah, he's a character, man. He's a character. <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, your junior, senior year, as your years went on at LMU, you know, what was, had you, you know, had you always wanted to kind of go to the next level in your years at LMU? Had you ever thought about, you know, wanting to play professional golf? I know you're still playing as an amateur as you graduated, mm. but um, kind of talk about as you got towards the end of your years at LMU and unfortunately COVID hit, you know, and you didn't take the extra year of eligibility. Kind of talk about what it was like towards the end of your college career at LMU. Totally. So I kind of got to see how it works. My junior year, we had a, a senior on our team, Riley Elms, who's a really, really, really good golfer. Mm-hmm. And I saw how he did the, you know, the, the Canadian Q school thing while you're still in college. Yeah. And that was, that was my plan. So my senior year came around and I was signed up for Canadian Q school at Saboba. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll always remember it was like early March, 2020, Oops. you know, my senior year, we we're coming home from the Lampkin, which is San Diego yeah. state event. Yeah. And it was, and it was raining and it's, it was the start of our spring break. Mm-hmm. And every year during spring break, we have a donor to our program and he's also an alumni and he's a member at Palma Valley, which is like kind of got it yeah, out there in between, you know, LA and San Diego somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
we always go there and we stay on the course for like two, three days and just play. And he, he treats us and it's literally the most fun time. That's it's awesome. just, it's just all the guys on the team. And we were driving there and we're supposed to stay at the Harris casino. Wow. And we're literally like checking in. And I think one night we're grabbing dinner we're driving back. We're in the team van. And that's when coach got the call. I can't remember how the order was, um, the order of events, but all I know is we got the call when we were at the, at the hotel. Mm-hmm. So we had to like, our trip ended. We had wow. to pack all our shit. We had no idea what was going on. Wow. Uh, we had to throw everything in the van. It was raining. We're driving home. Everyone's trying to talk to their parents. Oh, and, and in the meantime, you know, coach is getting updates from, from the president of the school saying people have to go home and, mm-hmm. you know, classes are going to be moved to online and stuff like that. So, and it's tough, man. I feel really, really bad for some of the for some of the people that had heavy class loads, like mm-hmm. luckily it was my final semester. I'd kind of planned it out well. Yeah. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, taking super strenuous classes mm-hmm. that when they get moved online, you're freaking out. But I definitely was stressed out. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that affected golf a lot because when that ended, I think my Q school was supposed to be like end of March. So <laughs> School gets canceled. We're sent home, and then I'm supposed to have Q school in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like and like at this point, no one knew the extent of COVID. No one knew what it was going to be like um, moving forward. No one knew it was going to last so long or be so extreme. So I was fully set at that point. Like I was like, screw it. Yeah, this is a blessing in disguise. You know, school's over. Mm-hmm. You know, I can look forward to turning pro and getting right after it. And yeah, you know, yeah. right after this, this Q school happens, I'm just going to be, I'm turning pro. Like I'm not, I'm not going to look back and you know, Q school gets canceled. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. And still, even still at this point, I didn't really know how bad COVID was going to be. And, you know, there's, there's still mini tour stuff and all this mm-hmm. going on. I had at this point, you know, I had no idea I was going to be awarded more eligibility. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, at this point, I'm thinking of turning pro, turning pro, turning pro. My parents, m- mostly my mom, um, she kind of made me, you know, take a, take a deep breath, relax a little bit and mm-hmm. kind of see how things unfolded. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really glad I did that because, you know, I think in the time, in the time span of COVID, you know, when my last college event was till right now, it's almost mm-hmm. been a year. I think it's actually yeah. been like literally all, a little bit over a year. Yeah. And I've learned so much just in this, in this year, um, playing amateur tournaments, playing professional tournaments as an amateur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've got to see a lot of really good golf. Um, I see how these guys go week in, week out and they're, you know, they're playing for a paycheck and yeah. It's a little um, different. <laughs> it is a little different. And I think it's, uh, I mean, for me, I've had so many conversations about what I'm going to do mm-hmm. in terms of turning pro. I'm definitely turning professional. I don't know when. Yeah. But eventually um, I for sure have goals. I, you know, I want, yeah. I want everyone in the world to know my name and, you know, five years, less than five years, yeah. ideally. Um, yeah, man, I got, I got big goals and I th- I'm going to do everything in my power to, to get after these goals, but I don't know that turning pro right away mm-hmm. is a like pressing need. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, just for right now, like, and actually to touch back on your point, you asked me, or you, you mentioned that I, I withheld from mm-hmm. um, using my college eligibility. Yeah. It's funny because I actually have college eligibility for next year. Mm-hmm. So I can play next year. Yeah. And I've been talking to schools. Uh, I've been talking to schools recently. Oh, actually. I didn't know this. All right. I know. I know. But um, the more I think about it, I think the more um, I'm ready to turn pro, you know, kind of when summer rolls around mm-hmm. because none of the, I mean, I don't know if any situation in terms of going back to school is going to be like ideal or better than the situation I have right now. Like I'm, I'm pretty lucky, you know, I could come out here and, and really grind on my game or at home. I'm a member at Satakoy, which is a yeah bear oh, yeah. of a golf course. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can really hone in on my game there and I got people around me and I got my coach nearby, George, George mm-hmm. Gankus, who I've, been yeah. with, who I've been working with a lot recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going through a swing change right now. I've kind of been holding off from playing in, in tournaments. I just played in um, the tournament where you followed me. Yeah. Yeah. Bay, yeah. Yeah. Open. Um, didn't play, didn't play well there. I was not hitting the ball. Good. I felt good. Mm-hmm. I was putting good, but you know, it just, it was just kind of streaky with the ball striking and in terms of, you know, it's kind of hard to get around that course. If you're not, if you're not hitting your spots. Definitely. So, definitely. You know, that was a tough wig. The greens were good. The greens were fast and firm. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're trying to hit a cut and you're hitting a little, a little pull draw and you're missing long. It's not, not pretty, <laughs> not pretty out there. That is so, for sure, man. But I've, you know, throughout the years I've been told that my swing is, um, you know, really powerful. I generate a lot of speed and stuff, mm-hmm. but it has shown that it's kind of streaky. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of get, I kind of get streaky. I can play really, really well. And then, you know, like in qualifying for me, I'll go out, I'll shoot 65 and then, you know, won't even make the lineup next week because I I'm battling with my swing and I go out there on the course and I don't even feel like I'm playing golf. Sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, working on my swing mm-hmm. you know, and then trying to get the ball in the hole. Right. So that's what I'm, so that's, that's what I'm eliminating right now. I've been, I've had two lessons with George in the last two weeks and I'm texting him every day. We're working on stuff and, you know, I haven't often, oftentimes I'm kind of open on my, you know, social media about you know what i'm doing what i'm working on and so oh yeah definitely but but i've been a little bit um a little bit more reserved about this just because um i kind of want to come out and just really start dominating and start playing golf and want people to i want to catch them by surprise for sure we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors of course, man. Um, you know, I, I'm, I guarantee you, you know, with the, with the way you are and how much drive you have and how much of a competitor you are, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that you're going to do everything in your power to get to where you want to be and stuff. Um, I, I wish you nothing but the best on that. Thank you. And course, I know, yeah. I know that like you said you're playing as an amateur right now. Um, you know, you're playing in these mini tour events with professionals and everything, which has got to be such a great time. And like you said, you're learning a lot as well. Um, what's something that you've learned, like going and playing these tournaments, seeing these guys play for an actual paycheck, what are some things that you've learned from just seeing them and the way they kind of go about their business? Dude, if, if you're going to win a golf tournament, you, you have to make putts. Mm-hmm. These, these guys are really, really good putters. And I think the more, the higher up you go, you know, up through the corn ferry and on the PGA tour, these guys are really good putters. Mm-hmm. Also, 
when they're hitting the golf ball, it's like, and I see this when I play with, with, with guys that are really good that are, are going to make it to the next level. Like a guy that you've, yeah. you've talked to Charlie Ryder. I Charlie think Ryder. Oh, yeah. Charlie's, Charlie's also another one of my best friends in this, in this whole world. And that kid, he, he it's just different when he hits mm-hmm. the golf ball, you know, hits it a mile. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even that it's just, you know, you watch him hit a five iron and it's literally going over ev- any tree ever. Really? It's so high and he just rips it. And I play with Wolfie all the time and it, not all the time, but I used to, mm-hmm. and I've seen him recently, but, um, dude, Matt hits it high. They hit it straight. Charlie hits it high and straight. And it's like, it doesn't really matter kind of what club they're hitting. If they're on a range, if they're hitting mm-hmm. a nine iron, a five iron, the nine iron just looks like a, a miniature version of the five mm-hmm. iron. Like, yeah, everything, everything's a mirror. Everything is the same. So I would say the things I have learned are consistency in terms of ball striking. Like it's almost boring. Like you're hitting the ball really straight. kind of <laughs> looks the same every time uh-huh. you're playing this boring golf and they're making putts, but that's, that's really what gets it done. Yeah. So I, I completely agree with you. I mean, you, you know, like you said, you know, guys can hit it miles and everything like that but in order to get the ball in the hole i mean you gotta be an amazing putter and um i think that's one thing that just about any golfer can work on just a short game you can never be too good at the short game and uh, like i said i i'm sure you're going to do everything in your power to do whatever you need to do to get better at your putting or you know chipping or whatever it's whatever it is and uh tighten up your swing and everything um, so as you go and turn pro and everything, what are going to be, I know you are signed up for, um, Q school and stuff like that. And, um, you were saying, you know, you got corn fairy and everything like that, that you're looking forward to. What's going to be the first goal you'd like to accomplish? Like, is there a certain tour you'd like to qualify for, um, you know, in the near future or what, what's, what are some of your goals there? Yeah. So some of the goals I've written on, written down are in, in less than three years, mm-hmm. I want to um, have graduated through the Corn Ferry. So, and in order to do that, you gotta you gotta win some tournaments. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like to set these these higher goals. That you know, in in order to achieve them, you you have to get these. You know, you have to make these micro goals. You know, yeah, of course. So, it's like a, another goal is to be a top ten player in the world. In, mm-hmm. in, in five years in order to do that you know you got to go out there and win some tournaments so but I'd say for the for the time being and you know just for kind of the near future mm-hmm. um I'm going to be playing in Corn Ferry Q School yeah um towards the end of the year so to to, to place really well and to just go out there and play to play good golf mm-hmm. and play the game that I know um I have within me yeah, for sure. The, the, the game that I've displayed, of course, um, before um, to go out there and do that, see how that stacks up. I know it's going to be, you know, good enough. Mm-hmm. So, but to go out there and really give it a good run, that's, that's definitely, definitely a goal. And in order to achieve that goal, I got to be prepared. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. So I guess the, the micro goal within that is to really, really, really be prepared. Awesome. And I mean, from what it sounds like, you're getting, you know, you're doing the the right things you need to do, you know, tighten up your swing and all that stuff, working with uh, Genkas and everything. And like I said, once again, I wish you nothing but the best and I'll watch your results as you go, man. And be be cheering you on wherever I'm from. 
Um, so, uh, so we're heading into the new newer segment of the show. I just introduced it in the, the episode before with uh, I I was doing an episode with Joe Fryer. So I got a new segment. It's called the Friday. Okay. We got just some fun questions here. You know, Love just get, give me your best, you know, your best go at whatever you got. And um, so the first question here I got for you is if you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it? Oh, baby. Mm, that's a great, great question. Dream foursome. You got to have Tiger. Tiger has to right. be in it. Right, right. Yep. I think I go Tiger just for the nostalgia and, and for the legacy. Mm-hmm. You go, you go Phil for the banter. Mm. And then, oh man, I think my favorite athlete of all time is, is probably Tom Brady. So you go Tom Brady. All right. You go Tiger Phil Tom. So I'm pretty much just replacing Peyton, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, and do I get to pick where we play? Yeah. Where do you, yeah. Where do you want to play? Where do you want to play? Sure. No, we're, we're playing at, we're playing at, um, the course that I've played a million times, it's right next to my, it's in Ventura. It's called Olivas Links. It's okay. You know, it's, I consider it my home course. It's mm-hmm. my favorite course ever. Really. Um, anyone that plays there knows that it's just crazy pure. Really? And it's a Muni. It's like kind of right by the, it's not right by the water, but it's across the street from the Ventura Harbor. Uh-huh. and you know you can kind of you kind of get the vibe that it's like it's really like dewy it's almost humid but it's like not really humid it's like this like heavy dew and it's always kind of damp there and you just take these foot long divots and the greens are soft and pure the fairways are money there you go so yeah that place is great so i got tiger, tiger phil, phil tom tom at olivas all right sounds good uh, sounds next one here i got for you um What's it like working with George Gankis? Kind of walk me through what's it like getting a lesson with him and stuff. Getting a lesson with Gio is really, really fun. For anyone that has gotten a lesson from Gio, knows that his crew is always out there. He's always got guys helping him. Mm -hmm. It's always like when I get a lesson from George, it's it's probably a little different than when other people get a lesson. I've been getting lessons from George since I was like 12 years old. Mm -hmm. My dad has known George since before I was even born. They've been friends since they were like mid twenties, early twenties. Oh, wow. oh so wow. they they've been playing golf together for a long time. My dad and George are, um, they're they're close. They're really good friends. They've helped each other and yeah, in in business and and throughout life and whenever, you know. I think we were my dad and I were both at Gio's wedding and nice. So, but when I get a lesson from George, it's it's always fun. And he's usually giving me shit about being really steep and flippy. So <laughs> he's always trying to get me to turn, to turn more on the downswing and lay my yeah. hands down, get, get a little shallower. So that's what we're working on. All right. We're working on, you know, using, um, using some new tools. He actually came out with uh, the shallower, which is, has yep. been my favorite. I saw that. My favorite tool the last like month or so. So him and I've been grinding that and, um, now I can finally post shit about it because it's up for sale. So exactly. Yeah. Now it's actually out there. I know I've seen all, you know, people that work with him and he's out there, you know, he's posting videos on how to use it and everything. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome that you're able to, 
you've been working with him for so long and then you and your, you know, him and his, or your dad and him are so close and stuff, man. That's really yeah. cool that you have that tight connection. And I mean, yeah, you went cool. to his wedding. I mean, that's, that's, that shows how tight you are with him. <laughs> and I just played, I just played with him. What's today? Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Today's Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I played with him Sunday. So. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, Gio and I are homies for sure. That's love, awesome. I love Gio. Gio's the best. Awesome. Um, I, I got another one here for you. So factoring full handicaps, mm. we're going full handies. Who would win in a match, you or your dad? Depends where. It depends oh, okay. where. Depends where. Okay. Because I played with him at, I think he can only beat me at Satakoy. Oh, okay. And because usually when I play with them at Satakoy, mm-hmm. you know, the guys in the game or whatever, it's from the blue tees. And from the blue tees, it kind of gets a little narrower. Oh, got it. No, I totally top. understand. And he, he's a, he's a scrappy four. He's a Isn't scrappy he? four. He's a four and he'll go out and shoot, you know, 75. Uh-huh. And, but if you're a four at Sadakoy and I'm a plus three, he, he gets like seven shots. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough to give so, that up. He shoots 74. He gets seven. I got to shoot 67 to tie. Mm-hmm. And anyone that's played Sadakoy knows that to, to go out there and shoot 67, like you gotta, you gotta play. You gotta golf your ball, huh? You got to golf your ball. And there's a couple, there's a couple holes where there's like really gnarly false fronts and the greens are really fast. So I always think that the old guys have an advantage there because mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about spinning the ball off the green. All oh, the time. right, right, right. And like Charlie will tell you, cause I took Charlie out there and Wolf will tell you and jo- George will tell you, he freaking hates some of the holes out there just cause the, <laughs> like, it's funny. We're on hole seven and it's me, George and the GM, Robert, and okay. another, guy, another guy, Mark Sider. Mm-hmm. And um, we're on the seventh tee box. And there's a, like the, the first two thirds of the green are unusable. It's a giant false front. Oh, like wow. the whole green. If you land one short of the pin, or if you hit one at the pin with any backspin, it's coming off the green and you have like a 30 yard chip. It's a, oh. it's kind of ridiculous. And it's past due to be redone and they've planned a redo. So they're, they're oh, doing good. it soon. That's good. But it's to the point now where it's like a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you hit driver off the hole, you got like 85 yards in. So you got an 85 yard uphill line to this. Green yeah. That's just like, and if you hit it long, you're dead. So you're, <laughs> you're trying to flight like a little low spin. Yeah, dude, it's yeah. a hard, such a hard shot. And the old guys, they just hit driver and they got like one. 20 in roller up there man yeah yeah they're my dad's you know hitting a smooth nine it's just sitting right where it lands i'm like this is baloney that's <laughs> a bs man that's funny that's so, funny. yeah i think honestly if we play sadikoy mm-hmm. he, he could beat me it's not like he beats me all the time mm-hmm. he, you know he's he's beat me a couple times out there yeah well, no, you, you can never you can never own up to that man you can't say that i know i know you can't I know. say that on here man i know <laughs> no he'll never beat me no, i'm just kidding but yeah i know anywhere else he's getting smoked for sure especially if i bring him to the backs uh-huh. he, doesn't hit it, he doesn't hit it far enough anymore but if i yeah. if, if i go up to the whites he might have a chance i see i see I just because i gotta give him a lot of shots you know right yeah and then you're playing different lines and everything like you said it's tighter so yeah i totally yeah. see what you're saying um, I like this question. This is a great question. I asked it in the previous episode. So let's say you hit a shot in a pond. So you hit a shot in the pond. It's sitting in the mud. It's in the mud, uh-huh. you know, you're soaking wet. Would you, or would you not strip down to your underwear and hit the shot to save your round? Even if you have a chance of winning or you're out with the boys, you're messing around. Is or, the ball exposed? Like how can, much of the, 
You can see the ball. You can see the ball. Oh, it's, I'm playing it. You're playing it sh- for sure. straight away. Straight away, huh? Not even a doubt. <laughs> I'd love to see. I mean, I mean, if I have like, if I got to carry it like a hundred and fifty yards, like maybe not. But if I can get it out, mm-hmm. and it's it's a better spot than where I would have to drop. Yeah, ripping it for sure. Giving it a go straight Giving under it a go. Underwear, underwear, huh? Underwear, yeah. Not even phasing you. Not even phasing you. Farmer's tan and all, dude. Love it. I love it, man. Ripping it. (laughs) Ripping it. So I'm probably choking up on a pitching wedge and just hacking it. (laughs) Just spray mud everywhere, all over you. That's the goal. That's awesome, man. I hope you know, I as much as I hope you don't hit it in a pond ever. But yeah. if you do, I would. I, I wish, I, I hope I'm there. I it happens, you know? People hit it in the lake. No yeah. one, you know, you ask any guy on tour ever, have you ever hit it in the lake? Yes, of course. Yeah, and you know, and, and it's funny, anybody that does it on the tour, if they strip down and they're in there, man, it's on live TV, man. I know, they're a fan. Yeah. It's they're a fan favorite, for sure. Exactly, so I mean, that's great. I, I'm, I love the response, love the response. Um, I know, so you played a couple other sports, you know, growing up and stuff. And if you had to play another sport besides golf, what would you play and why would you? Dude, I honestly, I miss baseball like all the time. Really? Yeah. I miss baseball all the time. I was a, I was a good baseball player. Mm-hmm. I, I played, I played, you know, elite level travel ball. My team went to Cooperstown. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. We actually, well, we, my team was the first team from Ventura County to actually win the, we, we won the entire tournament at All-Star Village in Cooperstown. Wow. You know, it was 11 games. We went 10 and one. Um, I, I caught every single inning. Nice. In 11 games, I hit eight home runs over the fence. Just an athlete, man. Just an athlete. Crazy. And then, and then growing up, you know, after that, I think Cooperstown's when you're like 12 years old, but mm-hmm. probably when I was like 14, I think like eighth grade was when mm-hmm. the team I was on was just nasty. We have one of my guys who you met, Darius yeah. Lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So Darius was on that team. He's mm-hmm. he's a pitcher for the Braves. He just I think he's leaving for spring training high A in like a week or two. Awesome. You know, he's a pitcher. He he throws cheddar. And mm-hmm. uh, we got another guy on the team. His name is Frankie Tostado. Frankie's um in the San Francisco Giants organization. He's wow. he's out of spring training right now. Um, but Frankie was our first baseman. I played shortstop. Darius caught. Like we were, we were a really, really, really solid team. So that's awesome. Yeah, man, I miss it a lot. I miss yeah. baseball. So I'd pick, I'd pick baseball for sure. Yeah, that's that would be something I pick too. Because you know, I I don't know about you, but every now and then I get the itch. Like, man, dude, I just want to go. Like, I just want to go. You know, do some batting practice, man. I for just, sure. Dude, throw- I want to take infield. I want to hit yeah. BP. Like- exactly. Like somebody throw me some BP and let's go, man. Like that would be so fun. I know. And we got guys on the team at LMU on the baseball team who, who, you know, we hang out with a lot mm-hmm. or we, you know, I used to hang out with them a lot when I was at going to school there. And, you know, I'd always talk, talk smack to him like, dude, you guys can't, you guys can't hit it over the monster. Like throw me VP, watch me, watch me take one yard. For watch sure. this. You'll learn something. Right. I'll just, I'll just golf one out of there. That's my hilarious. Probably, my swing's probably uh, changed from my baseball days. I probably yeah. Probably hitting up on it a little bit right now, but yeah, just tell them to throw you a low one. <laughs> Couple rounds of BP, I'll get it. I'll get it back. I'll oh yeah, back. yeah, you'll get it back, man. All right, and then uh, so who's the better surfer? You are Charlie Ryder. That's a fun question. Oh, he's gonna give me shit about this, but I think um, 
Damn. I think if it was uh, like a contest mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, like catching waves, riding them, and you mm-hmm. know, you're getting recorded for points, I think yeah. I'm a better surfer. Uh-huh. Um, I ride a little bit of a bigger board. I probably catch the same amount of waves. My rides are probably longer. He likes to go out on a short board and you uh, know, okay, try, okay. try to throw turns and uh-huh. – but come on, come on, Charlie. Really? Really, Charlie? <laughs> Get on the log, man. Get, Get on the log. Like, exactly, yeah, dude. Man. I'm on the log. I was up, I was down in San Diego um with 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 my buddy. We stopped at Oceanside on the way down, and it mm-hmm. was it was like one of the best sessions I've ever had. It was blowing offshore. It was like three to four feet. I had my nine footer out there. Oh, there you go. There you catching, go. Catching wave after wave. It was so fun. That's awesome, man. Oh, and then you might have seen it on my Instagram, but I posted a pic from uh, from Goat Hill Park that week. Yeah, yeah. It was uh-huh. me, my buddy Ryan, who I went down with, and then Charlie and my buddy Steven were in it too. So Nice, man. That's but awesome. I don't think Charlie – I think right now, honestly, I'm a better surfer because I don't think Charlie's been surfing a lot. Mm, okay. So, I, I thought I thought that would be a good question to throw in there, you know, see, oh yeah. see, what, see what happens. Dude, Charlie and I are always bantering. We're bantering every day about something. So, <laughs> so might now, as well throw another – so who's who's the better golfer yeah charlie i mean right now i think charlie's charlie's been tearing it up Mm -hmm. so but you know him and i will we'll we'll both tell you that when we're together and we're playing our our little games like it gets competitive i bet i bet there's and i'm not going to say there's money coming my way but you know when we're playing for something there's there's chips coming my way Uh there's chips going his way it's it's flowing back and forth man it's fun it's fair we i mean we always play straight up we never get oh yeah of course yeah no come on i can't be doing that come on can't be doing that and um you know i I think i I brought him out of sadako he shot like freaking 80 something i smoked him oh wow no way i think if we go out to we definitely we played a plantation and we played the palms yeah i remember one day we played plantation and it was like it it was kind of a weird day and we I think we had a long night the night before and Charlie was like seven under through seventeen. Just going nuts. He goes low. I think he goes lower than me. Oh, oh and really? also, dude, we played in the agave. This is funny. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So we play in the agave. We're I think I'm five under through two rounds. He's six under through two rounds. Mm-hmm. And we got paired the last oh, round. Nice. We got paired together. So we called them. We set up a little game and then so we get out on the first tee and we're literally, I started off slow. I shot, I, th- I think I started bogey par. And then the next, the third hole is a par five, easy mm-hmm. hole. Charlie hits it like whatever, 380 right down the gut. I hit, <laughs> I, I hit it a little left. I had to take an unplayable. I end up making a bogey and it's a birdie hole. And Charlie makes Eagle. Mm-hmm. So I'm like four down through three. And we, we literally, I grinded back. I, sh- I ended up shooting two under and, nice you know we had a good match good thing we played match play but i think i still lost a couple down but yeah i think he ended up shooting 63 or 64 that's insane man he can go so deep yeah man he he goes deep charlie's charlie's really good well and plus he's got i know he's played in the uh uh what used to be the career builder but now it's american express you know down in the desert and uh, he played in that pro event and he still he still holds the lowest, um, I believe the lowest round ever by an amateur. 63. 63, yeah. And it's funny because whenever that, they were talking, you know, American Express this past year and uh, they, they bring it up and they're talking about it. And I'm like, dude, I just had this guy on my podcast. Like, this is yeah. insane. So that's crazy, man. But um, so I got last question here for you, unfortunately. It's a little more serious question. We, we got to bring it back yeah. a little bit, you know. 
who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Hmm. I think the person that I aspire to be the most is my mom. My mm. mom's, uh, <clears throat> she's, she's really, really, really liked by everyone around her. Mm-hmm. She's hardworking. She's humble. She's cheerful. She's helpful. Um, you know, I always try to be, um, respectful and yeah, you know, learn from her all the time. And, you know, there's times I catch myself, you know, being a little shit and, uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta kind of reel back and, you know, be grateful for everything that, you know, I've been given. And also my dad as well. He's a, he's a really, really good guy. And I'm lucky to have, you know, these people raising me and, yeah, of course. you know, putting me down, put me down on the right path. And I'm, I'm really thankful for them and the person they've made me. Um, but in terms of who's inspired me to be the golfer I am today, you know, I got, again, I'm really lucky, man. I got, I got some friends around me that are fucking beasts. Yeah, so seriously. I got, I played a lot of junior golf with Matt Wolf and I, I, I talked to Matt, you know, pretty often. And when he's home, we, we you know, we, we, we tee it up and I talked to Charlie a lot. You know, Charlie's a great player. Yeah. Gavin Cohen, who's at LMU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually re- pretty much single-handedly recruited him. There you go. Uh, because we, we, we played in a tournament um, over summer. I think my the summer going into my sophomore year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, him and I were tied after two rounds. We went into a playoff and I beat him in the playoff. And then we exchanged phone numbers and then we just, we kept talking throughout the years. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And by my junior year, midway through, he had transferred from Arizona to LMU when we were teammates. There you go. Hey. So it was great, man. Gavin and I have really pushed each other. When I was at LMU, he was a big, big, big part of uh, making me better. And we always played games against each other. We practiced together. and. You know, I think I think that's when I'm at my best is when I'm I'm being pushed by the guys that you know that I kind of aspire to be, you know, like. Of you know, course. I, I've I've always been told uh, hang out with people you want to be like. Mm-hmm. So hang out with people better than you, learn from people better than you. So love that's that. I like you know, I'm I, I like my friends, man. I'm lucky. You know, my friends yeah. keep they 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 push me. So. Good, man. That's great to hear. You know, and like you said, you know, having people around you that can only make you a better person. And if they, you know, they're really good golfers too, they're only going to make you a better player. So that's awesome that you're able to do that. And um, like I said, man, I wish you nothing but the best and everything that you do, you know, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Dolan Auto with sure, LMU. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I love the questions and, you know, it was fun. We had a, we had a, we had a great talk. Awesome. Yeah, man. And uh, like I said, I'll be watching results and everything, man. And uh, hopefully we can get back on here, maybe bring Charlie in and uh, oh, yeah. kind of get some. I want to come back. I want to come back for sure. I want to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely do that, man. We got it. We got to sure. We got We got to introduce you to everybody, you know, and then right. we'll get back, you know, so right. um, definitely. But uh, yeah, so once again, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, wishing mm-hmm. us the best and have a good one, man. Thank you so much, Dylan. I really appreciate it. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. 
You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.